Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, financial February 24th. I think. Wow. We're, did you like that? That was good. We're about to get smarter in the studio. No, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be smarter after 12 minutes is over, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. Joining us in studio this morning, Mark Cannon, uh, CFO and Senior Vice President of Finance and Administration for the LCMS Foundation. Mark, thanks so much for joining us in studio this morning. Glad to be here. This is really cool. This is really this fun. This is really cool. <laughs> Tell us, what are the duties of the Senior Vice President of Finance and Administration of the LCMS Foundation and CFO? You know, I feel like you're almost making fun of that title there, Andy. (laughs) I am not, but I did learn what CFO stands for. All this time I thought it was Chief Fun Officer. Well, you could be Chief Chief Fun Fun Officer. Sort of. You know, actually, it's fun right now, guys, because the economy is good. But what a CFO does is worries about money, right? Do we have enough? Just like at home. Do we have enough? And so we're always planning... The foundation where I work is pretty blessed, and most organizations are right now. But a CFO mostly worries about do we have enough money and tries to be that voice for planning and sort of, you know, we want to stay on budget. Mm-hmm. And so you want a team, but you need a spreadsheet person like myself around to kind of keep things under control. Yeah. I'm very happy that uh, God has blessed certain people with these skill sets because I am not one of those people. Um, I'm married to one of those people and you are one of those people that love numbers and spreadsheets and, and money and all of that. Well, money in a good way. Uh- <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's Proper true. And I think, I think Proper that, use of money. <laughs> you know, I think for these roles, again, it's right now when you can say we can add some people maybe in, in our work or maybe we can all take a vacation or maybe you see more donations happening for mm. capital campaigns. A lot of churches mm-hmm. are doing capital campaigns right now. Yeah. So, yeah, when you're, when you're in that role, often it's either really stressful and it's really hard, <laughs> or maybe you have to decide how you're going to spend those funds that you have. Sure. How did you, how did you end up in this role? What, what, what prepared you uh, for this work to be, to be CFO? You know, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you don't know when you're young what you're going to be, but I knew I liked numbers, mm-hmm. and I knew I kind of liked um, economics is what I majored in in college. You know, So I didn't really plan see and, and there again you know accounting and economics people sort of tease but if you truly economics find it interesting cool though i think it's kind of how the world really works in terms of um what's going to happen in the future mm-hmm. you know business-wise right so but i did a lot of work in accounting and in banking all my whole career and didn't really know as much about the sms foundation but it's one of those where you find the right place to be and then it doesn't even feel like work mm-hmm. yeah hmm. doesn't even feel like work all right so <laughs> Tell us about this recent competition uh, that you participated in. First of all, what is this competition? I yeah, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, you know, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, you know, uh, which I subscribe to, it's probably an advantage in the competition, has an annual contest for those spreadsheet people uh-huh. to try to estimate where the market's going to go, right? <laughs> so they had four different numbers that they want their audience to predict. So it was GDP growth, which is how fast the economy is growing. Mm-hmm. It's inflation, how fast prices are growing. It's unemployment percentage, what percent of people aren't working, and stock market growth. And so honestly, if you win the contest, there's a lot of luck involved, right? Because you don't know where things are going to go. But, but you know, we kind of say it's a little bit like a golfer. If they get a hole-in-one, it goes in the cup. They probably played a lot of golf, mm-hmm. and they're really ready. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of luck involved in that for <laughs> sure. But it was, it was fun. It was neat to see how that turned out. And um, it's an annual contest they do at the Post-Dispatch. What prompted you to enter? Was this the first time you'd entered? I think the second. And one of the people on my team, you know, we at the foundation where I work here at the the church, 
We, we do two things for the church. We help donors to think about their estate plan and how they can be generous when they pass away mm-hmm. and support their church or ministries like KFUO. And we help ministries to invest and think about how to be long-term thinking and maybe use funds that they have toward long-term stewardship. So, um, so what prompted it was we have one person who just talks to ministries about investing, and he's, every year says, hey, you guys should invest it to the team at the foundation. You guys should enter this contest. And so he always does, and so it was sort of last minute that way. <laughs> so uh, how much um, research, like what, what did you have to do to actually enter the contest? I mean, someone like me, I just throw out some numbers and hope for the best, but I wouldn't actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> you, yeah. you, I'm assuming. Yeah. Knew, I really can't even knew. guess how many jelly beans are in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. But, but you, I mean, you know what you're doing with yeah, this. Yeah, it's still a guess, though. You know, it's like guessing anything else. I mean, it's a number, but... You know, in, in ways, if you're into it, you're researching constantly. You're always uh-huh. reading about it and thinking about it and waiting for the chance to, you know, get lucky and maybe get it right. <laughs> but you're always researching and paying attention to where markets are going. Get an mm-hmm. opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's important, like in our work, that the last thing we want to do is try to predict markets. We really don't. We try to hire professionals for that. Mm-hmm. So we don't, you know, necessarily try to say, is Apple overpriced or not? I may have an opinion, but it's too hard to beat the pros. And so... Um, but yeah, you're always preparing and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, this is just a contest. It's just a chance to try to test your skills. And there were maybe 80 people that entered locally. Wow. And there's some I would know, I didn't know around town. Yeah. You know, so it's nice to get those emails <laughs> or a message on Facebook that says congratulations. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Who, from who, peers. Yeah. What other types of professionals were you up against in this competition? What were you ready? Like, did you go in like? <laughs> All fired up and ready to go. You know, yeah. I mean, it was people from the banking and investment industry, really, mm-hmm. people that follow financial markets. And this is a good city for that. Mm-hmm. You know, with Edward Jones, mm-hmm. um, with the Federal Reserve here in St. Louis, uh, Wells Fargo. It's a hub for financial management. So there's a lot of, a lot of stiff competition out there. <laughs> but again, it, there's a lot of good fortune in how things actually turn out to actually win that. It's, yeah. it's, it is it is kind of like the jelly beans in some ways. You look and you have a gut feeling. <laughs> So how did you place in this competition? You won. I did. For, for calendar 2019, I took first place. Yeah. Post this back. Round of I know. applause. I feel like we need a mascot. I know. Did you get a t-shirt or something? I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. That's yeah. awesome. Do you wear it proudly? Well, the t-shirt says Stanley and Gloria, though. I got it from the Post-Dispatch, and it was sort of a couple things oh, for St. Louis. Hilarious. They had Stanley, Stanley and Gloria. Yeah. And a puzzle. <laughs> and uh, one more thing. That is so great. It's so St. Louis, too. <laughs> that is. For the folks outside of St. Louis, it, it probably... Like, what, what are you even talking right, about doesn't right make now. much sense. True. <laughs> True. So, one, first of all, very proud to to have... You know, a the champion. L- yeah, a champion. And, uh, and I, if we had a mascot, what would it be, like, when we compete in this, when um, we compete each year? You know... You could say it could be like Warren Buffett, maybe like a, an investor, you know. Um, so, you know, how can now that we, we have a champion in the house? I mean, we've always had a champion in the house, but how can you use these skills? If I might even say mad skills, um, how can they be used in service to the church as well? You talked about this a little bit Definitely. already, but how, how do you use these skills to serve the church? Definitely. I mean, the foundation where I work is a great Example of that, Andy, there's 54 people at the foundation. It's always a team effort. And so when these things happen, it's great to get a little bit of attention. But what we do is try to encourage church members to think about how blessed they are, and a lot of our members are, and how they might use those blessings to benefit ministry in the future. And so there's really two things that we do at the foundation where I work that really work this way. One is to make an estate gift. We've got 20 gift planners around the country, um, all the way from you know California all the way to the East Coast, 
that can talk locally, you know, face-to-face with church members about this situation. It's very sensitive information about where you are, um, but it, often it makes sense. People want to do it. They never get around to it. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, we can help ministries to invest. You know, when a congregation gets a large gift, or maybe they've had monies in the bank forever, mm-hmm. and they've been getting 1% on that, they might think about being longer term with that. So we can support those two areas. And, you know, when it comes to fundraising, you know, doing direct giving and campaigns, as you guys know, that's, that's an important part. What they call plan giving, where you're thinking about investing and thinking about the future and maybe even gifts that will happen 25 years after you have this conversation, um, it's a growing part of fundraising. So that's what we focus on. And, yeah, I mean, ideally, markets stay good. There's going to be ups and downs, but, of course, there will be bad years and there will be bad maybe even decades. But over that 10, 20, 30-year window, hopefully, you know, the Dow is at a million. Some predict by, I think Warren Buffett's predicted by the year 2100, the Dow will be past a million. Wow. I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> so you, you freely admitted it. So I just sat here. I pretend awe. I know what it means, but I really don't. I mean, stock markets are up and people are building wealth for retirement and they're building wealth that they can use to fund ministries and to fund charities. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you have encouragement for people? Maybe they read the story, um, didn't know anything. Don't follow stock markets. Don't follow things. Uh, but, but read the story uh, because now you're a famous Lutheran um, and are now inspired to, to pay more attention to their investments, to their finances. What is your encouragement for people um, who, who want to start paying attention to these things, like the first step of, of doing that? Yeah, people do and they should. And I would just say it's it's just common sense. It's slow and steady wins the race. If you're thinking about retirement, you know, be realistic. We all might need to work longer than maybe two generations ago. Mm-hmm. But we're probably going to live longer, right? So that, that may be okay. But save now. You know, save a little. Be diversified, meaning have a lot of different smaller investments instead of one or two big investments in one company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and try to find low fees. Really just talk to friends and peers that are investing. But definitely get, of course, the first thing to do is really try to try to pay off some debt and work on that too, mm-hmm. right? For young people also. Mm-hmm. But not being um, paranoid about it and always mm. checking it. I, this came out in the article too about <sighs> your personality too. You're not constantly checking it like every minute and making changes every minute either, right? right? True. And, and that's some, to each investor their own. And you should say that when it comes to any kind of investing, it's up to the goals of the individual. Mm-hmm. But the typical advice you'll hear a lot is to think about, your time horizon for investing, when do you need the money? Mm-hmm. And the longer out in time, the more in the future it is, the more you can invest aggressively in stocks instead of just bank accounts. And also your willingness to accept risk and look at a statement that goes from 100000 down to 70000 in your 401k. Mm-hmm. And so that the ability to, to do that. But yeah, not looking at it as often is probably healthier instead of looking <laughs> every day, you know, and sort of saying, oh, you know, look, I, I look once a quarter, uh-huh. Saturday mornings, you know, the, the first... Saturday of the quarter, right? It's a spreadsheet out there. But but be long-term thinking about it. And, and again, you're going to have ups and downs, but you're probably going to see that, that that works over the long term. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, we only have a few seconds left, but in, in preparation, are you are you thinking next year's competition as well? You, you, are you training now? Is it hitting <laughs> the gym hard? Now. You know what? No, it, actually, it's too late. I didn't do it in December of 2019, so I'm not in the 2020 competition, oh, unfortunately. Next year. Right. Oh, man. No repeat. But that's okay. That's okay. There's there's the following year. So, but we are proud of you. Thank <laughs> you, true. thank you so much for sharing this story with us, and for and and also for just the the work that you do to mm-hmm. to help us to be wise with the the investments as well here at the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, the LCMS Foundation. Thanks so much, thank Mark you. Cannon, uh, Senior Vice President of Finance and Administration, LCMS Foundation. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks a lot. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Uh, 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 uh,
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Thank you.